who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Hi! Welcome, Welcome to, to Scam Wow! I'm Caitlin Rodney. And I'm Sue Smith. And we love scams! scams. Guys, again, we're in the same room. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. The sun is shining. It is California. I'm so happy Katie is here. It is great. Just happy to be here. Okay, guys, we have, this is such an exciting episode because not only are we needy bitches that constantly ask you to call us, email us, tell us your problems. We love it. We have your love. We We have have it for you right here. pages and pages of emails, um, Insta messages, phone calls. We've aggregated them into a document and we're going to get them to you right now. So yeah, you're just here with us in my living room, relaxing, drinking multiple beverages. Yeah, guys, if you need three beverages, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. (laughs) We have water, seltzer, coffee, Coffee. some pineapple, some Oreos. Like we see in all of our episodes, like go get a cupcake and come back. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's my life motto. I really like it. Go get a cupcake and come back. (laughs) That's going on a shirt, Katie. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. Oh, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, you guys. Okay, so getting down to business, our first emails from October 3rd by Sarah. Sarah says, hey guys, I saw this on Reddit and had to share. Thank you, Sarah. A wedding coordinator in LA scammed a couple out of $25,000. She told the couple everything was booked for their wedding, even going so far as to forge contracts and receipts. Jesus, forging is crazy. Forging receipts though, that's like labor intensive. Yes. They showed up to church and the priest was not expecting them. There were no flowers or photographer. The priest married them anyway, but... Then they show up to the reception hall that wasn't (gasps) booked either. Well, why would you go to that if you already knew that's wrong? No catering, no DJ, no cake, no tables, no chairs. The family ended up getting some of the food from a local restaurant, so guests had something to eat. She said, I'm currently planning my wedding, and this is my worst nightmare. Guys, and there's a huge Reddit thread, and so we'll put that in the show notes, too. I can't imagine. And I also want to know what the um, Secret Life of Weddings ladies would say about this. Yeah. Like... 
this is a nightmare. Like that's insane to show up and there's nothing there. Imagine they said on this Reddit thing, a mutual friend recommended them. Oh. So that's an absolute mess. Oh. They couldn't go to their honeymoon because they had to pay off. It says on the Reddit thread, my best friend and her husband could not go on their honeymoon due to the things they had to pay off and a report was already made. Yes. Oh my God. Wow. That's horrible. You guys will link it in the show notes. There's also some other juicy wedding scams in there too. And that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's on Reddit. Wedding shaming. <laughs> Ugh. All right. This next email is from Framo Lady. Yeah, why not? F-R-A-M-L Lady. She said, when you mentioned the order coming from a residential address, she's talking about Katie's ordering. Oh, from my high chair. For a high chair and coming from a residential address. It reminded me of a scam I shared on LinkedIn. Quick images of the scam post below. Okay, let's see. So she copied and pasted the job listing for me. And the job listing says, we ask you to review the chance to apply for a legitimate work from home work in logistics with a capital L. <laughs> we provide a paycheck of up to $3,500 US dollars every month and do not require any experience to begin. What a great job. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I'll take it. The job requires full-time employment and is proposed by a legitimate American internet company. If you just say your company is legitimate American internet company, that's a problem. No. All those words you shouldn't have to admit. I think any of those come yeah. those words. Yeah. This is a legitimate internet company. This is a legitimate American company. Yeah. yeah. Any of this. Any of that. The scam. We propose this work from home since it has certain advantages for both us and our employees. We cut down on warehouse expenses while ensuring logistics points throughout the United States. Not capitalized there. What you will need to do, stay available at your home address from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the working days to collect mail. Easy. Handling the register of packages, duties, and shipping labels. Easy. Mm -hmm. Examine the parcels. Take images of the products and send them. Mm. Creepy if it's cocaine. <laughs> Repackage shipments if requested. That's creepy. Creepy. Forward them to end customers from the nearby FedEx agents. So basically, you're you're cutting down on the warehouse costs because you're making people's homes their own warehouse. You are the warehouse. <laughs> you are the warehouse. Yeah, you're saving them warehouse dollars because your living room is the warehouse. So if you want to be a warehouse, <laughs> yeah, so simple. Thirty five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks like where Katie got her high chair from. That is exactly where I got my high chair from. <laughs> All right. Our next email is from Maddie. Hi, Caitlin and Sue. My name is Mads. They, them. Firstly, I wanted to say that I adore your podcast. I've listened to every episode. Oh, thanks. Perfect way to start an email. We really need that. We, we need the love, love. We do love. So badly. We're fragile artists. I recently got the scammiest voicemail attached. It reminded me of what happened to Abby Holland, but this time in voicemail format. P.S. I thought you, you should know that I love both of your voices. Oh. Your delivery comedy is one of the reasons I started listening to the podcast. Fuck anyone who says the dumb things and reviews about your voices. Keep it up. Mads, thank you. Mads. Uh, this is, they are such a nice person. Listeners, take note. This is a perfect email. <laughs> it includes compliments. A scam. And more compliments. I love, uh, we love it. If only you had said we were beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what? No one can tell because it's our voices. But nobody's perfect. But, you know, you did a great oh, job. You're so nice. Uh, let's play this creepy voicemail. This call is from the Investigation Department of Social Security Administration. This is to inform you that your social security number is being suspended and there is an arrest warrant being issued under your name. 
to talk to an officer, press 1. I repeat to know more about the case, press 1. So creepy. No, first of all, that's a robot. That is not a real law yes. person. I hate it. That's a robot. And we know that the government won't call you the, about this stuff. Yeah, the, the government doesn't have your cell phone or care to call yourself. No, the government wants they to talk letters. on the phone as much as you do. Yeah, they're and they love formal ass letters. They love stationery. Mm-hmm. They love being legit. Yes, they love a watermark. Oh, they love a, they love a seal. They love a seal. Guys, do not worry. Okay. Wait, I have a scam. Somebody stole my website, CaitlinBradnick.com. What? Yes. What do you mean? That's an original fucking This name. is a real... Th- I know. No one else has it. Thank yeah. God. So I'm on GoDaddy and GoDaddy is sending me tons of emails. And as a ScamWow respondent, I was like, oh, these are fake emails because it's sort of not no shade GoDaddy, but like the email that it was coming from had like a bunch of numbers in it. GoDaddy doesn't have the worst or the best it like wasn't branding. Like, no, it wasn't like the yeah. prettiest... It just sort of seemed slightly shady. And we've been dealing with so many of these fake spam things that yeah. a lot of it went to my spam folder. Yeah. So apparently my domain was coming up and they said they wanted to charge it to get on my credit card. But I have other domains registered with them. So I thought it was weird that they kept sending me this one email because I was like, well, my other my credit card is linked. Like I just thought yeah. it was confusing. And then I just ignored it because I thought it was spam. And then for two weeks, my... I didn't have a website. I didn't even realize it. I guess I don't check my own website enough. And my name was up for, it was free. And someone in Korea bought it. Yeah. And I called and I tried to like re-register and they're like, well, sorry, the name's already taken. So now instead of CaitlinBrodnick.com, I'm (laughs) CaitlinBrodnick.co, which is like Uh, so embarrassing. They stole your website. They stole my M, the com. And so they they said, I said like, go daddy, why aren't you guys, why wouldn't you personally like, reach out like why wouldn't you double check this if this is someone's name and you see that and I help my website's all about like helping women talk about like breast cancer I was like if why won't you check on that for me and why aren't there checks and balances and they're like well that's your responsibility and I was like but how do I know if somebody is like trying anyway I was so angry I like cried on the phone I was so mad at the guy I told him I was like I run a podcast about scams and so this looked really fucking scammy like nothing about what you guys were sending me felt legitimate at all there was no letter in the mail there's not like none of this real stuff and he was like look I'm really sorry now he's an avid listener shout out to uh go daddy support guy but um the daddy at go daddy daddy go daddy thank you uh and so we so now he said, here's, he gave me the email address associated with the new account. And he said, you could reach out to them and say, can you please give my website yeah. back? And I was like, I don't know if I want to email that person in Korea and create like a whole relationship with them because like, I don't like talking to scammers. I don't, I don't know. And I don't want to give them attention. And then recently, so I, I didn't do anything. Cause I was like, it's too late. It's frustrating. I was really mad. I signed up for GoDaddy.co. I mean, CaitlinBronick.co with GoDaddy, which sucks. Um, and then I started getting these weird automatic messages. It says, we have your website. We'll give it to you for a certain amount of mm-hmm. money. So I guess they were waiting for me to discover that they had bought it and then to try and fight it. Oh, so you can buy it back. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Keep it. You got to go to Korea and get that M back. <laughs> I know. But I'm also like, keep it, guys. Like, have fun. Fine. You yeah. know, what are you going to do? I have that. I minus SueSmithComedy.com plugs all over the place. And I've tried for years to get SueSmith.com, but somebody owns it 
And I've won't give it up, right? Yeah, I've emailed the guy and asked to buy it, and he has been like, "It's not for sale." And I'm like, "Who are you?" (laughs) That's so creepy. It's a random person. That's so funny. Yeah, and it just has—I think it just has like banner ads and shit on it, and he just makes money that way. So I have this email, and like, guys, write us in. Let us know. Do you think I should contact him? Is it going to be a huge can of worms? Do you think like it's going to get into? I just don't want to start emailing them, and then they get my email address. I think he's gonna. And ask you for like $5,000. Same. And yeah. I want to say like, look, I'm going to put all of this. That's what if, so lame. I guess I could, rec- we could email them from ScamWow. I could put all of the records. Yeah. We could say we're doing an episode. Yeah. And like see what happens and track it. But I also like don't want to then, which is weird is that then if I have to buy the website, I have to buy it from this person. Yeah. And I don't feel comfortable doing any kind of monetary transaction with this person. I feel like I could get hacked working with them. Like if you, yeah. if I pay them then they'll have my credit card information. Like, I feel too creeped out. Listen, the day you are born, you should get the fucking URL to your name. I need to get my son's URL. That is a birthright. Oh, shit. You better get That's how they found out baby names of, like, all famous people because all of a sudden, like, Jay-Z will start registering, like, certain names. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Hot. I know. Hot tip. All right, I'll get my son's name. But then you have, like, his whole life. I'm, like, paying, like, I pay his, you know, medical another, bills, insurance, yeah. all these things. Then I pay his internet fee. Yeah. Ugh, another bill for the kid. Another bill for the baby. Um, yeah. So, guys, that's a real thing that happened. Okay, back to you. <laughs> back to you. Okay, this is from Kristen. Kristen said, hi, ladies. I discovered your podcast about a month ago, and I've started listening from the beginning. Ugh. Thank you. I love you guys. You're so amazing and fun and so real. Wow, we're almost at perfect email territory. Thank you so much. Wow, wow, wow. There's so many times where I, where I could directly relate to you and I feel like you guys are my actual friends. We are. We that's are. a fact. Sorry that sounds stalkerish. Ha ha. It isn't. We're friends. We love it. My husband makes fun of me because I'm constantly listening to you while I do other things and he always asks me for a summary on the podcast because he's totally into scams too. Great. Great. We hope it's a good summary because you know we're like light with our facts yeah okay she said Caitlin I'm from Maryland too oh my god I grew up in Montgomery and Howard counties and I'm currently teaching in Howard oh my god she says I cried like a small child when you talked about the birth of your son and how traumatic it was and I'm a fellow survivor of birth trauma oh geez without going into details I also feel like I have PTSD from the whole experience and I'm sending a virtual hug your way you aren't alone Oh my, this is so sweet. Thank you. And I'm so sorry this happened to you, but I'm so sorry. None of us are alone in this and we can talk about it. Yeah. She then says, if you choose to have another child, all I can say is make sure that you let everyone know exactly what happened in your last birth so that they're prepared for all possibilities. That's great. That's such a good idea. I'm going to say everybody, the cord was around his neck and listen bitches listen bitches the cord was around my baby's necks so you fucking listen so to I'm me. I'm in control. Yes. And I want him I, I need him immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay, those are all really good ideas. She then says, this is a great, guys. This Basically, we're having a conversation with this listener right now. Thank you all for listening. She said, I have been meaning to write you guys for a while, but I had to stop immediately to write this email because I'm listening to episode 40 and you mentioned Leisure World. <laughs> and when Sue stopped you to ask what it was, I burst out laughing. Of course, everyone knows what Leisure World is, right? I had no idea that it was just a Maryland thing. I didn't either. I have had a few grandparents and family friends live in Leisure World and it's amazing, but I also do feel like it's probably ripe with scams because old people are taken advantage of so easily. So watch out for those scams, grandma. 
True. She says, I don't have any skins to report, but I just had to rate you both and let you know how awesome you are and that you have a mother of three in Maryland, teacher fan fanatic. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kristen. So nice. You're so sweet. Mother of three, you're a hero. That's That's almost perfect email. Perfect for me. Is is a Caitlin perfect? A Caitlin perfect. It's very almost perfect. It's almost okay. Thank you. All right. Our next email is from Rachel. Rachel. Oh, this is about Nestle and baby formulas. And it's, there's so much. Thank you so much. There's so much juice here. Um, Literal? Literal milk juice (laughs) that we are going to go into it in more detail. But thank you, Rachel. Rachel sent us a thing about a Nestle, um, a boycott about Nestle. And so we were looking into the scam and it it started, the issue started from like the 1930s. So we're going to have a full-blown episode of this, but thank you so much for alerting us to this. Yes, I really appreciate it. And another one that we're going to do a full episode on um, is from a girl named Leah and she sent us, she alerted us to something that's political. It's about the GoFundMe that was started by a private citizen for building a wall with Mexico. And you know what? <laughs> Leah laid out all the research for me. So I had to do the research. I couldn't not do an episode on it. Episode coming soon. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. <laughs> Guys, also, if you have any problems with our research, you can send you us can research. Do the research. Yeah, if you want to do the research for us, we'll probably do an episode on it. Oh, if you want to be a scam spondent, we'll read your everything. Absolutely. (laughs) It's probably our dream. That would be great. Our listeners are so smart. Yeah, you guys are very smart. Okay, another one. This is from Anonymous. Hello, I just discovered your show and absolutely love it. Thank you. Let me get into my scam experience. About three years ago, I worked for an IT-based organization. I was with them for about three and a half years. The organization offered software and protective access to applications that were owned by the client. So my organization created a secure database where the customer can log in and access their company's applications. Okay, sounds normal. Yeah. My organization launched a new product in which I was the lead. The project allowed customers to purchase subscriptions to access every reputable organization's applications so that the customer can perform work for them. I don't really understand. I don't really understand. The scam was that the package automatically claimed came with two built-in subscriptions. There were many customers that worked for small companies or that customer would have been the only one within their organization. The subscriptions expiration clock started upon purchase. If only one subscription was activated, the unused subscription still expired with the activated one because the subscriptions expiration clock started upon purchase. There was no fine print about this. The customers were instructed to purchase a renewal package after expiration expiration. Mind you, the first package was $200. I think what she's saying is that you bought actually two things automatically. And every time you had to renew, you're renewing something that you weren't really using. Right. Exactly. Like it's a software that comes with a subscription auto renew. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for two when you really are only because they're built-ins, right? So there's two built into the package. You're really only knowing about renewing one. And there was, that just sucks that there's no fine yeah. print about that. Also, was, she writes, also, if a customer didn't purchase a subscription under the correct web store code, then their subscription would get stuck in the system and have to be manually pushed by itself and the IT team. However, we didn't receive alerts for this and neither did the customers. Some customers wouldn't know about this until they went to activate the subscription and received an error or the subscription would have already expired. Oh, so they can't even use the product. No. And there was no checks and balances at all associated with it. She has said, I have more scams associated to this organization and personal. 
keep on exposing these fraudulent players. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. This reminded me that I almost got scammed this week by LegalZoom. Don't sue me, LegalZoom. Okay. So my husband and I started LLC for our freelance writing business. And you have no idea what that means. Like as it, just yeah. a, like whatever. So LegalZoom is like, whatever. Or they're like, we'll take care of it all. All you do is this, this, and this. You need to pay for a registered agent and then you need to pay for whatever. So our subscription for the registered agent was up and they charged us $400 without warning us. So I called them and I was like, why did you charge for this? And he was like, well, that's for your registered agent thing. And I was like, I'm looking on the website. It says the price for that is $299. What else did you charge me for? And he was like... Well, we bundled in. We bundled. <laughs> yeah, we bundled in the common documents. Like, apparently, you have access to like these documents you need. Um, like, can't you just print them out and scan them on your own computer? Like NDAs and shit like that. So, like, like boilerplate shit that you can use from LegalZoom. And I was like, well, you didn't tell me you were giving me that option. So they refunded me that. But then I was looking on the two ninety nine, and it's like that includes those documents. So I don't know why he upcharged us and also this registered agent thing so like you have to have something registered for the government saying that there will be a person at this address during all business hours yes so like Like a legitimate address right so you can either use your address and like have your address be public Mm -hmm. and like Oh, that's risky. And then you might not be home or whatever or you can use LegalZoom to do it and LegalZoom like puts the fear of God in you and yes. they're like, so we'll do it for you. You pay us $300 a year and we'll do it for you. When in reality, you probably don't need it. No, and your address is probably public anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's probably out there. Basically, the advice I have from this is that you have to double check. Businesses want to screw you. <laughs> Businesses want to screw you. That's so America. I know. <laughs> okay, guys, we have some Instagram messages. Woo! Okay, this is, hi, I just found your podcast yesterday and finished the two TanaCon episodes. So regarding Shane Dawson's conspiracy theories, that is a scam in and of itself. The YouTube's algorithm was found to be promoting misinformation bot videos. So huge influencers like Shane Dawson are gaming the algorithm by making videos about the conspiracy theories for click money. Yes. And also further legitimization misinformation. The scam was to, is twofold. Number one, Shane is doing this for profit. He'll talk about whatever gets views. Number two, YouTube's financial incentive is to keep people on the site as long as possible. Which is that actually there's a third fold. Number three is the extremist ideology on a huge platform. And then she sent some sources and she's absolutely right. She sent some, um, actual research by a woman named uh, Joan Donovan. We'll link those. She sent some some actual research and she made an interesting point as well that Shane dropped the palette called the conspiracy palette. So like <gasps> feeding into this idea that YouTube is just promoting shit for clicks, like promoting conspiracy videos for clicks because it's clickbaity. He, that's what he named his palette and his whole fucking line. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Okay, so we have these amazing links. 
that. Okay, we're going to loop back on this, but thank you so much for the heads up. We will circle back. We will circle back. And you know, I will tell you, like, YouTube is doing this thing with me where now, thanks to Mackenzie Thomas, we'll always blame her. Sue and I are addicted mm-hmm. to YouTube. Yeah. And I'll start watching something and it'll say, like, you might like this video. And guess what? I do like this video. I do. It's 100% they what I know. like. It's like, there's like a couple things I like of this one YouTuber. And then they... For some reason, well, they know exactly what's so attractive about it. Yeah. Like this one YouTuber cleans her whole house really quickly and it's so satisfying. Yeah. But also she does DIY. So then they show me another YouTuber who's doing the same thing and it's maybe with prettier colors. Like, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I love a transformation. <laughs> I love a transformation. I love a quick clean. Yes. Yeah. I showed it to my sister this morning. I got her hooked. Uh, so now I'm an influencer. <laughs> you, you influenced her. <laughs> I did. And I heard a theory, you know how we are always like Instagram is listening because of the ads they they give us. Okay. And the ads are always like spot on and they're like, I want this. I heard a theory that it's like, no, maybe this was in that documentary about Cambridge Analytica. It's like, no, they're not listening. They're just that good at predicting what and you you're will that like. Basic? It might be. I, don't I know. They keep saying that, like, I mean, I am. <laughs> they keep saying, like, people, like, it's not that hard. Like, we can tell what you like. Yeah, we can tell what you like. I mean, but some of it's so. I am that basic, Katie. I am. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to call it to. I meant people in general are basic. Listen, but Sue listen, is. <laughs> she loves avocado. An, an avocado is an avocado. <laughs> My son was an avocado for Halloween. Oh, I saw that. It was so cute. He was so cute. And oh. Halloween, guys, quick little plug about how yeah. much I love my son. He handed other kids candy because he thought it wasn't that he just got it. He thought it was an act of giving as well. Oh. So he was giving other kids candy from his candy. Oh, that's so I sweet. I could handle it. I know. Oh. What a little good boy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Back to you guys. All right. Okay. We got another Instagram message and she says, listening to your podcast about the opioid epidemic now, and I thought I'd share this this article. There was a big push as pain as the fifth vital sign. It was oh. huge when I was first out of nursing school in 2001. We were taught pain is whatever the patient says it is. Yes, that's what my friend said. Ugh. I know most of this was geared towards cancer page patients, but it took off for every patient. So much so that regulating bodies like the State Department and Joint Commission were following our documentation and the hospital would get dinged if we didn't have proper documentation about measuring pain and then treating it within a half hour and seeing that pain number go down. Oh, kind of thanks for all your hard work. Yeah. It's so tricky. I mean, I think you have to be in there if you see people like you have to be there firsthand. But I would say, I think there's like probably good intention behind it. Yeah. Because if ever, whenever I'm in the hospital, if they don't treat the pain quickly, if like the pain's going slowly, like that's a huge issue too. I know. If that she, person's in a lot of pain. She sent an article that we'll link, of course. But also it's so weird that the government would monitor that. Like why is the government so on their asses about that though? It's that's weird. weird. That's creepy. Everything's weird. But I don't, I don't, uh, hate on the doctors and staff for being like, let's get this as fast as possible and as fixed as possible because no. they're trying to do their job. They want to fix you. But, like, but then the weird documentation, do you think the documentation is so that they don't then get sued? Yeah. Yeah. But then she says regulating bodies like the State Department and Joint Commission were following our documentation and the hospital would get dinged if we didn't have proper documentation. Like doesn't the State Department have better shit to do than worry. I don't know. No, I think there's so many people working everywhere that they're like, you know what? Throw this in. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's very creepy. And I think it's a conspiracy. Okay. Shane Dawson, do a video. Oh, this was so crazy. 
because it has nothing to do with our lives. So I thought it was fascinating. She says, hello, I love your show. I've just found out about an insane scam that I have to share. I just graduated from an elite university in England and returned to visit friends who were still there yesterday. Freshers week, I guess freshman week, has just ended, which generally involves lots of fun activities and information sessions to help new students get settled in. Cool. Um, as well as official slash old-fashioned events centered around um, enrolling as a student. My friend, who is a member of the student union responsible for students' welfare and welcoming party, told me this story. So all of the freshmen arrived on the first day of Freshers Week and signed in to receive the keys to their rooms, etc. On the first evening, there's a church service in the college chapel for freshers and their families. And then when everyone leaves the church, the families go home and the freshers meet their, quote, college parents who are mentors in the year above and who do the same subject as their, quote, children. Yeah, it's like a biggie or small, you know. My friend who told me this story is in charge of assigning children's to parents. This is freshmen's to older upperclassmen and managing the process to make sure everyone gets matched up properly. College families coming together can be quite chaotic with people clamoring to find their family members who they never, uh, who they never met before. And so my friend was supervising and making sure everyone was matched up okay. This guy called... Daryl approached him and said that he couldn't find his college parents. He told my friend that he had his entry deferred from October when everyone else starts to March 2020 for health reasons. This is completely unheard of. And if anyone had such serious health issues, they should have to defer their studies for that amount of time. They, if someone, if anyone has such serious health issues that they would have to defer their studies to that amount of time, my university would definitely defer their entry for an entire academic year. It would be impossible to catch up with what you had missed and the structure of the degree overall wouldn't work. Okay, that makes sense. So Daryl is saying that he deferred just a couple months and wants to come back in. And he said he wants to find, you know, his college student family. Yeah. However, although he knew that this very un... This was very unlikely that this was the case. My friend took Daryl at his word. Um, He is very sensitive and considerate and would never pry into sensitive issues. I get that. Um, Of that nature and his role in the student union or personal capacity. So my friend and his, quote, college wife, quote, adopted Daryl so that he wouldn't feel left out. Daryl told him that he had to come along for Freshers Week in order to get involved. But he was staying in an Airbnb for a few days in order to matriculate this word she keeps using matriculate matriculate like inter integrate sorry i don't know guys um and would then be returning home before beginning his studies in march my friend assumed that daryl's entry being deferred was the reason why he hadn't been assigned to a family and that he wanted to make sure he didn't feel left out so he could include him in all the activities the next day all the freshers matriculated and then had a formal dinner afterwards. Matriculation involves everyone sitting in a hall together and then one by one in alphabetical order coming up to the front to sign a piece of paper to matriculate officially. It was very formal. Mm -hmm. Daryl couldn't matriculate because his name wasn't on the list of freshers. He waited until the end, according to eyewitnesses, pretended to sign his name in the gap below the name of every last person whose name actually was on the list. He complained to my friend about this, who then panicked and tried to make a last minute arrangements for Daryl to have a seat for a formal dinner at the evening. God, he's working so hard. While he was trying to do this, my friend ran into a high ranking official at the college and 
and explained the situation to him. And he told my friend that there was no way Daryl could have this name on the list and that he was not enrolling that year and that there was no way he could have been allowed to defer an entire year, which is what she expected. He checked the records and Daryl had never been accepted as a college student. Daryl was immediately asked to leave the college. Daryl had said that he was from Singapore and another student from East Asia who had a friend who grew up in Singapore found out that Daryl has a history of doing things like this. I guess in Singapore, he apparently <laughs> pretended to be a student at a private school in Singapore for about six months before he was found out. He is extremely wealthy and has a large collection of expensive cars, despite having only been able to drive for a year. <sighs> His social media posts over the summer had been exceedingly talking about how he was about to start at my university. He immediately went to Madrid once he was found out and has said on social media that he is taking a break from his mental health for a few weeks before starting university. I really can't believe how insane this scam is, but the impression is I've gotten from all of this is that someone with some serious issues too much money and no decent support system behind him to discourage him from doing things like this. I'm still gobsmacked, but I do generally hope he can get to a place where he doesn't feel like he has to do these things. And there's a varsity news article about it. Oh my gosh. So this sounds so crazy because basically this person is just scamming to get like a couple months at a university for free dinner. It's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's almost as well, it's not as horrible as those Instagram fake baby people, but like this is a new thing happening in social media that people just really deeply want to be included. I guess. But why would he like go to the place from Singapore, like go to London and do all this work? I don't know. If he knew he was going to found out, get and this found was out. just to like have a free dinner. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe uh, it also sounds like he's really active on social media. So he really just wants to have this experience. Yeah, maybe, maybe he wants all roads lead back to Caroline. Caroline <laughs> he wants, he wants like her. He wants to have like a, a story. Yeah. Like he a, wants a book deal to then never write. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he wants to do fake Matisse, just like Caroline. Just like Car all roads lead, all roads back lead to, her. to her. We mentioned her in every, Almost episode. every episode. We've had to cut out talking about her. Oh my God. Yeah. It's Everyone's ridiculous. obsessed with her and I, we just can't. It's too much. We we don't. want her to be a guest finally. Just yes, come on, Caroline. Just come on. We don't think you're a scammer. <laughs> we think you're complicated. We think you're interesting. Yeah, at times boring, but that's fine. That's fine. We think you have a lot of emotional pain. <laughs> yeah. But so do we. So do we. All right. Okay. This next Instagram message. Um, was very sad. It's very sad. Warning you. Listening to the opioid epidemic episode, I lost my sister in 2017 to opiates. I have to wonder... I have to wonder if our involvement in Afghanistan has something to do with Purdue Pharma. Poppy fields are abundant in Afghanistan. Opium is heroin. The UK and USA both have a long history with it. Look at the opium wars in which the U UK basically bullied China. And I also think that the opioid epidemic is one symptom of a much larger problem. And that is economic politi political inequality. We have no hope as a generation thanks to predatory student loans, stagnant wages, and unaffordable housing. So what do you do to cope? You get fucked up. Mm -hmm. My dad is a physician. He is old school, though. He was trained as a DO as opposed to MD. He sits down with patients, asks questions, listens, and answers all the questions no matter how long it takes. I think that's doctor, doctor of osteopathy. I have no idea. Osteopathy instead of medical doctor. I don't know. She also told us this. Well, first of all, we want to say we're so sorry. So sorry that this happened to your sister. And also it must be just terrible 
that your father's in the medical industry and this also has to happen to his daughter. It's so sad. Um, And of course, she's telling us this anonymously. um, And we just, I think that's a really good question. And we could definitely, I'm sure there's a historian out there that knows all about Afghanistan. Well, and also like, I mean, the early, early from the beginning of China, they have been basically going to these other countries, farming out these products. Yeah. Basically like herbs and heroin and poppies. And then complaining about it later. I mean, that would be a good scam for us to research is whether Afghanistan is somehow linked to opium. Yeah. It'd be good for us to research. Then we will be like followed by the government and they're going to like, you know, oh, yeah, the FBI. track us forever. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Also, though, this amazing listener has told us that there is a huge issue in Mexico with the drug cartel and avocados. Your son better not be part of this industry. My son, guys. He's just a little baby avocado. He's a baby avocado. He is not associated with the cartel of Mexico. But um, this is a whole nother thing, too. So thank you, listener. This is a lot um, to look at. And we're, we, we really appreciate you reaching out to us. And we're, we want to study this some more. So thank you so much. And we, again, we are so sorry for your loss. What she said about the avocados is that the avocado industry is valued at about 1 billion US dollars. And unfortunately, a lot of Mexico has fallen under the control of the drug cartels. They are extremely violent and brutal. No mercy for kids, babies, pregnant women. They will drive around the country looking for villages to torture and murder just to exert their power and control. So yeah, those people are controlling avocados. Oh. It's terrible. But I love avocado toast. I'm so basic. But also, there's a lot of avocados in California, right? A lot of people I know have avocado trees. I know. My friend Phil has one. So yeah, like... so just go to his house. Okay, we have another one. This is a scam alert. The medical industry was prescribed an anxiety... Okay. Oh, this is from somebody personally. She was prescribed an anxiety medication seven years ago. The medication is called Celexa, and it's a very low-grade anti-anxiety slash antidepressant. Hooray for meds. Yeah, we love. We are both on them. Um, I'm now required to go to the doctor twice a year. Insurance covers one visit to see the doctor for 10 minutes for them to send a note to the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. To my delight, my first visit of the year, I was charged because the doctor asked about my anxiety, which upset me, so I switched doctors. The new doctor left and everything defaulted to the old doctor who refused my prescription, thus requiring me to go into the office. I went in and had a 10 minute appointment and today I received a bill for $95, no. $95 for a 10 minute appointment. I had to go in order to receive a mind altering medication. I cannot go a day without. If that isn't a scam, I don't know what is. Doctors prescribe medications for kickbacks and require you to to spend more money in order to continue it. I know this is long, but I'm sure I cannot be the only person with this experience. Ugh. It's hard. So, okay, I don't know about the kickback thing. Like, I can't say, and yeah. I can't say that. We can't validate I don't know that. about that. But I am saying it is super hard. I'm also on medicine, and I have to go in, and I have to see with my doctor, and I have to pay her immediately. And it's so stressful for something that we all know I need to keep taking. Yeah. And if I don't take it, it really hurts me. This is a hot tip that was told to me by a clinic doctor a couple of years ago. Like I was religiously going to, um, what's that clinic? This clinic in Union Square. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah. To get my medicine like every like 90 days or whatever. And she was like, you can just go to your primary care doctor. Can you? <laughs> for your antidepressants. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. Um, so like, or like I go to one, one medical, um, and it's like an app and they're very good and they always prescribe my meds too. Really? And that like they'll prescribe my meds and the same like doctor will like give me a 
vagina. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So your your primary care doctor can prescribe but your don't meds. Don't you have to keep checking? Because I also just like want my like therapy wise. I want to like check in with the same person. I do therapy with like a regular person because okay. I feel like when you go to a meds doctor, they're on a fucking clock. They you are. know what I mean? Yeah. They got to get you in and out. So yeah, well, I have been, I've had to, yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I know it's, it's so tough. It's so scammy. But then also we're talking about the opioid crisis and that's when a lot of people are kind of scamming those doctors and yeah. take all the pills and then sell them. Yeah. So it's just so any mind altering, altern, Alt- altering, altering substance is going to get us all in trouble. Yeah, that's <laughs> it'll good. save us, but also get us all in trouble. But like, be honest with your regular doctor and see if she will give you your depression meds because yes. maybe she will. Yes. Okay. Um, this is great. We just got a quick Instagram message. Um, I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a job offer. This company sent me a barrage of emails telling me they found my resume online and I was qualified for two positions, a real estate assistant or construction supervisor. <laughs> but rest assured, both of these are drastically different positions pl- paid the same. They're both paid $4,000 annually. Annually? Once a year? <laughs> Once a year. Two weeks and 10 emails begging for my response later. The email stopped. Also, the second I hit the follow button on your page, this was my bar of suggested pages. Oh, and she shows us a picture of like Mary Kay and all these like <laughs> scammy things. It's so funny. We'll post it. I love It's amazing. Now we have some voicemails. Voicemails, my favorite part. They're all my favorite. Also, if you guys have any questions, you can always call us on our hot tip hotline, which is 347-509-9414. Hi, this is Ari. I'm calling for Scam Wow. One day, I hope you do an episode of Scammers. Where are they now? Because I've lived life on the internet for a good, oh, 20-ish years now. I've seen various internet weirdos come and go. My personal favorite is at the height of the housing bubble. A Seren. Just some just some dude with a dream who thought he could buy up as much as possible and take up Tim Ferriss like platitudes and it's all good his way to the top. So look him up because I'm dying to know what happened to him now. Have a good night, ladies. Bye. I am artistic underscore arson on Instagram. Ooh, Thank artistic you, Ari. Arson. So whoever she's talking about, Ari, it cut out for us. I'm very sorry. But thank you for calling in. We couldn't. Sorry, honey, the message got really blurry. But we think you're talking about the guy who was in that famous David, documentary David Siegel yes and he has like a ton of kids and his wife um looks kind of nuts but apparently she's very nice the queen of Versailles documentary we're talking about if you haven't seen it you simply must you, it's so, so great and basically he bought a bunch of stuff and was going to buy the like most extensive home in America but the bubble crashed the stock market the housing um market crashed while he was in the middle of building it yeah so then the his house just like stops construction and it looks it's just derelict and terrible and these kids are running around it's so sad um but yeah i wonder where they are right now that's a good question that is a great question thank you for that yes also Um, if any of you guys are from florida and you know that family tell us oh my gosh how are they they doing (laughs) what's happening we're dying to know we're dying to know all right we got another voice Mm -hmm. hi my name is leah and this is a message for the scam wow podcast um i'm a new listener 
And I haven't quite worked my way through the entire catalog yet, so maybe this scam has already been covered and I don't know it. But I wanted to bring up the scam that is the clear bag policy at the sporting events and musical arenas because I feel like it is the biggest joke and kind of a front to women and a way to take away some of our privacy amongst other ridiculous regulations. The clear bag policy is ridiculous. Um, if anyone wants to dish on clear bags, I'm happy to do so. My number is 402 Oh, God. No, 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 Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Leah, we're protecting you. <laughs> Leah, no. Oh, don't give the internet your phone number. Yeah, we love you. We love you too much to do that to you. Leah, we will. We're your support girls. We're your wing girls when you're at that bar. Yes. Don't talk to him. Don't, don't give him your number. No, 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 no. Yes, that is. I think that could be a scam. And I, I just went to Humble Braga concert. Um, <laughs> what was it? What did you go to? Oh, this is an, it's a Phil Collins concert. Oh! Our, my best friend from college, our best friend Matt, um, loves Phil Collins and we all make fun of him. And yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> and Alan hates him. And he was in town and one of our friends, Devin, got like strep throat and couldn't go see Phil Collins. And so they're like, Kate, do you want to go? And I'm home with the baby all day. I was like, yeah, I'd love to be in a room with adults. <laughs> and we went and it was really fun. But the scam there is that at the concert, and I think it's for like sports games, they you have to take the cap off of your drink. What? You're not allowed to have plastic caps. And I guess people throw them. But here's the thing. As soon as she took the plastic thing off my drink, I was like, I'm going to spill this. And then I'm going to come have to come back and spend yeah. another $7 on another drink. Yeah. But the Phil Collins, it was all people like over 40, <laughs> decked down in their Phil Collins gear, very happy to see the show. But I don't think any of these people are going to be throwing bottle caps at no, Phil Collins. It's not going to get that rowdy. The guy isn't that strong anyway. <laughs> I mean, no. he's hobbling along. <laughs> Sings great. His son, though, was the star of the concert. Who's his son? His son's some 14 or 15 year old. Yeah. He's maybe 18, he's an incredible drummer and he drrummed what Phil Collins drummed when he was younger and it was so great. I it bet was, we that could was find him on part. TikTok. He's great, he's so great. He's beautiful, he's talented um, and Phil's really proud of his son. Oh. But anyway, the drinks were okay. <laughs> Not that I'm a fan, but the drinks, what the caps were a scam and I think, yeah, the clear plastic bags. So she's saying that you, stadiums won't let you in without unless you have a clear plastic bag yeah and i think because also you, if you like buy you can't something, take purses or anything yeah and you have to buy a bag or they might be selling them too i don't know but but also guns guns and and knives, I know. also like this guns. is gonna get dark guns guns like we i am genuinely afraid of guns so i don't care yeah i'm I, even if it is a scam it's a scam that like i'm like fine with yeah i think that's yeah. okay I mean, the bottle cap really upset me, but this doesn't. <laughs> it's not a hill you can't hide die a gun on. in a bottle cap. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, but thank you for but calling. thank you for calling, because yeah. we love you. Yes. Hi, this is for the show, Sam Wow. I actually just started listening to it today. I just wanted to leave um, a scam that I was recently involved in, unfortunately, and it cost me $5,100. Uh, I really just want to tell you about the scam so that it could be on your show and hopefully reaches a lot of listeners so they can warn them as it is an ongoing scam with um, social security and a phone call made from boiler rooms in India to scare you into giving your information as well as pull out your money and secure it in a digital bond to secure you um, until the social security administration administers you a new um, 
social security number. I unfortunately fell for the scam and it really hurt me and I unfortunately gave them every money, I, every penny that I own. So I did just want to either talk to you girls on ScamWow about it to tell you more in detail or if you could just even mention it on your show, I really think it's something that would benefit a lot of Americans. As a detective I talked to informed me that last year uh, over $20 million was scammed from um, U.S. citizens. Anyways, if you'd like to reach me, my phone number is 760. Thank you so much. We're so sorry. That sounds oh. exactly like what happened to Abby. And we have an episode if you our new listener, Abby Holland, um, came in. She's one of our favorite guests. And she explained how she got completely scammed and so overwhelmed. And the same sort of thing. She had like these multiple level, she was on these phone calls and everybody said that it yeah. was somebody in the Department of Treasury and the person had um, an Indian accent and the person at the Department of Treasury who is a real person has an Indian name, but that person was faking. It was a- That like, person's yeah, name. Lying, yeah. So yeah, it's a really intense story, but- don't feel bad. Don't feel it's bad. not your fault. Then they also they do this as there's so many tactics. I feel like um, that they know how to when people are a little bit nervous and a little bit confused yeah. to actually scare you and to keep going with them. Yeah. And Ugh. it's just all based on fear and it's all very traumatic. And so traumatic. I feel like that's going to be a new level of PTSD for people. Yeah. Like it's, this, it's a really terrible thing to go through. And there's so much shame. And mm -hmm. like, ugh. We had a guest who then decided not to come on because um, he had that experience with the member of his family. Yeah. And he's just was too upset then to talk about it because he was worried that it would scar that person even more it, because there's so much embarrassment. And it happened to my stepdad when oh, he yeah. like gave the money and went to the bank to do a wire transfer. And then my mom was like, wait, what are you doing? But he felt so stupid. He didn't even want to tell me like, oh. of course you don't want to tell anybody because it's because they make you feel stupid if you don't help them. And then afterwards you feel stupid for being compassionate. I mean, I, th I think they really pry on your compassion. I know. Oh. Or parent or paranoia. Yeah. So sorry that happened sorry. to you, but thank you for um, calling in calling in, and we'll definitely everyone be aware of this. The government will not call you on the phone. Yeah, The government doesn't want to talk to you on the phone. They're going to send you official documents, official documents. They love a seal. They love a seal. They love a watermark. Uh -huh. Hi, um, I'm looking to leave a message for the scam. Wow podcast. My name is Nate. Um, I just finished listening to your recent episode about listener questions or listener scams. And that woman who called in about the gravity blanket or the weighted blanket. Um, I just thought it was interesting because, um, that gravity blanket with the Kickstarter project is actually, um, I think the, the creator or the founder of that company is, uh, John Fiorentino, who is actually, um, a friend of Caroline Calloway's. Um, I just thought it was an interesting connection. I'm not sure if she mentioned it or not or, or knew about that or not. Um, but I just think it's kind of interesting that scammers kind of hang out together and run in the same circle. So, um, scams beget scams. Um, all right. Thanks guys. I just thought it was an interesting tidbit. Um, bye. Thanks, wow. Nate. Nate, that was from Katie Joe, who then sent us. She was so sweet. She sent us security blankets. She sent us those gravity blankets. Yes, yeah, so the weighted blankets. Nice. That's very nice. Um, yeah, that's so crazy. So to recap, like Katie Joe's dad started a gravity blanket. Um, the first one ever. The first one ever because it's a really As sweet kids. story. She had a beanie baby on her. She would sleep with a beanie baby on her chest and it like made her feel more secure. So he started a blanket that was like that. He created a blanket like that. And then this other company starts a Kickstarter and they're scammy. And the guy who owns it is friends with Caroline Calloway because 
All roads lead back to Cali. And scammers love scammers. Yeah. Wow. But what makes me most happy is that we have listeners that are connecting to each other via our podcast. That makes me so happy. I'm like, let's connect. I thought that you were going to say that we have a male listener. (laughs) (laughs) We have a male listener, but also that they are now helping each other out. Each other. Yes. I I love love it. it. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. All right. This one is a three-parter. Hi. This is for Scam Wild Podcast. Um, hi, Katie. Hi, Sue. Um, first of all, I just want to say I love you guys' podcast. I have been listening to it, like, nonstop for the last couple of days. And there was a particular episode. Honestly, I can't remember which one because I've just been binging so many of them. Um, where you all talked about the Kardashians and how you all think that they are, like, great. And um, specifically, you talked about Kim and how she's done, like, great things and how people – I remember the specific point you said was that people tend to hate them for no reason, and a lot of times it's rooted in misogyny. And while I do agree that a lot of the hate that they receive is unnecessarily rooted in misogyny, As a Black woman, a Black non-binary person, I also see another side of the Kardashians as to where I personally feel like it could be argued that they are scammers. And I am also one of those people that, like, every couple years I will watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians and I'll, like, binge it, and it's a total guilty pleasure. But at the same time... I'm 24, and when the Kardashians started, I think I was in junior high school. I think I was, like, 12 or 13. I was really young. And I remember watching their show and, like, idolizing this, like, super rich lifestyle that, like, obviously I am (laughs) broken from Chicago. I wasn't going to be living that lifestyle anytime soon. But, you know, I bought the dream, and they, they sold it to me. But as I got older and I started to really critically think about the way women of color are portrayed in the media versus white women, it really opened my eyes. And I don't know, maybe I'll like sit down and actually write this out, but it's something that I was thinking about and just kind of wanted to bring to you all's attention. Um, Basically, what I'm trying to say is the Kardashians packaged urban culture for white America in a way where it was palatable for them. Whereas if a black family full of sisters that, you know, looked this way and were super rich and like had these bodies or whatever, it just wouldn't be the same. The appeal would not be as wide, you know, and I'm not the first person to have this discovery. I know that I am not, (laughs) I'm no genius by any means, but I just think it's something to be thought about how a lot of the Kardashians success has come on the backs of black women by um i hate to say appropriating the culture but i mean it is what it is a lot of articles have been written about <clears throat> kim and kylie and chloe specifically um using the aesthetics of black women um this is kj for scam wow again sorry i guess my voicemail was like too long so i'll try to be quick and just wrap it up but yeah there are a lot of articles out there about how the kardashians have used black culture specifically black uh the culture of black women and aesthetics of black women to sell products to benefit without giving any of that back or honestly even any of the credit i remember there was a story not too long ago about how kylie was stealing um designs 
from a smaller black woman who was making clothes and she was really popular on Instagram and she was stealing those designs like for her fashion Nova line or something like that. And she was like stealing the designs and then like blocking the girl so that the girl couldn't even see it. And then other people were like screenshotting and it was just this big whole thing. And I don't know, I am torn because like, like you said, I think that they are iconic in the sense that they are strong women that represent that women can make money and be billionaire bosses. But I also think that it goes to say, like, it should not be ignored that they are culture vultures in a sense. And in a way, that is definitely a scam. Not a scam on nearly as crazy a level as, like, half of the podcasts that you guys have done. But I think it's a point that, you know, kind of shouldn't be overlooked. Anyways, um, my social media is at Khalil underscore Jordan. I'm sorry, Khalil Jordan underscore on Instagram. Um, I'm probably going to be changing that soon because I'm going to be changing my first name. But, oh, well, that's my Instagram. Um, my That's also my website. So, yeah, just a thought. I uh, hope you ladies have a lovely day. Thank you so much for your amazing podcast. I cannot stop listening. It's wonderful. Um, so, yeah, have a great day. Thanks, Thank KJ. Oh, um, so that nice. was an almost perfect. <laughs> so that was an nice. almost perfect voicemail. <laughs> so nice. Oh, did you, did you play all three parts? No, no, no. That was only the first part of it. KJ has left us a few voicemails, and we're not complaining. We're not complaining. We're going to keep going. This is a dialogue, and we Here love we to hear from people. Hey, this is for the lovely ladies of Scam Wild Podcast. I actually left y'all a message a couple of days ago about my theory about the Kardashians, but I have something new to say. Um, I just want to say that a lot of jobs that list themselves as like entry level sales positions are real life scams. And I'm absolutely sick of it. I just graduated college and I'm going back to school next year. But in the meantime, I'm looking for just anything so I can save money and not be so poor next time around. And I applied to these freaking entry level jobs like an idiot without doing research on the company beforehand, which is my fault. But then they reach out to me and they schedule these interviews. And then I go through and I like do research on the company. And I'll find like all these amazing, wonderful, flawless reviews. But then there'll be like the reviews that are the real ones that are below the flawless ones where they're like, hi, guys, this is a multi-level marketing scam. And this happened to me again today. A company reached out and I researched them and it turned out to be a fucking multi-level marketing scam. And I was so angry because this is literally like the third time that this has happened to me in the last week. And I called myself actually researching most of these companies before I applied. Clearly, I didn't research enough. Um, a lot of these jobs, I end up finding them. At first, you know what? What made me so angry was that a lot of the ones that turn out to be scams, I find them on ZipRecruiter, but this one was actually through Indeed. So, yeah, I'm tired of these freaking jobs claiming that they're sales opportunities or whatever else, which now I know is just code word for multi-level marketing scams. So thank y'all for putting me on game to these awful, awful, awful scams. I love you guys so much. Your podcast is amazing. At this point, I've probably listened to every episode, yes, since Saturday. Yes, I'm that obsessed. Please keep telling us about all the scams. I am truly obsessed. Um, have a great day. My name is KJ, by the way. So yeah, um, love you guys. Bye. Thank, Thank you, you, KJ. I think that's such a good point. I I feel like we probably talked about the Kardashians too much. Kind of, well, or in passing, like I didn't give it that much thought because I yeah. don't think they're. It's funny, like if you ask me, I'm like, oh yeah, great. But then also, I, is she talking? I'm like, yeah, fuck those guys. Like you know, I can so easily 
swing back because it is shitty. And that one time Kylie said she created wigs and then everybody started wearing wigs. She said that? Yes. That's insane. And the, the black community was like, are you crazy? They do. I think KJ makes a great point that they do make black cultural black cultural more palatable well they kind of water it down and make their own version of it yeah it becomes popular and everyone's like well that's already been happening yeah exactly so like why do people care now that you're doing it i understand how they're problematic yeah i agree and i think like i mean i did like what she did with helping that woman get out of jail and there's some there's some redeeming qualities but i do think they also sort of fetishize with the men that they date they only date black men i know I, I feel bad saying weird. that we're both white women so yeah. i don't really feel comfortable commenting on it because i feel like it's not my thing to say yeah you and know? it's not and i don't i don't want to act like i'm an expert on somebody else's cultural appropriation yeah but i also it does make me feel uncomfortable it does make me feel uncomfortable and i think uh, i think that the Kardashians are problematic. This is my official statement on okay. the Kardashians. A fish. They are problematic, but to dismiss them outright with a, a like a, a hatred or an, animo- an animosity is misogynistic. Okay. That's yes. what I think. Yeah. Officially. Official. Yeah. But I really officially love this comment and this perspective. And guys, I totally agree. Um, we just love you listeners. Yeah. Like we love that. Thank you guys you're for taking the time. milling over this and you're thinking about it. And I think that is sort of a big part of our culture right now is that there's, we're getting so much information that it is up to us to then filter and go, well, that's kind of, shady. I know we can't take anything outright. And it's exhausting because we're getting sent so much stuff. I know. And, and uh, even job interviews, like, yes, like it's crazy. And I'll tell you, like I've done that too. You just, you go on, I used to, God, in the day, go on Craigslist and just like send out 15 job interviews and just hope, or applications just to like hope I get something. Because yeah. when you are in that moment of like sitting by yourself with your computer, it feels so daunting. The future feels so far oh, away. Mm-hmm. You're like, how am I ever going to get a job? Yeah. Um, money feels scary. Everything's scary. And then you get these people that just jump on you. There's a woman trying to sell oils to me on Facebook, another Facebook no. person. Yeah. And she keeps trying to hang out with me. And I'm like, stop. Like an MLM? Mm-hmm. Someone you know? Mm-hmm. I know. Um, MLMs kill guys. <laughs> relationships. <laughs> They're so bad for relationships. Guys, thank you so thank you. much for this. We love, like, w- these are my favorite episodes. They're so fun. I just feel like we're chatting with all of you, which is how I feel at every episode. But I just really like connecting you because... That's my favorite. And well, and because it makes you all feel less alone in this. Yeah. W- this is a community of people like watching out for each other and not trying yes. to scam each other, you know? Yes, exactly. And so if you have anything, you can always um, Instagram us, email us. We're Scam Wild Podcast on everything. Um, and then, you know, my favorite, the Hot Tip Hotline, mm-hmm. 347-509-9414. And guys, stop apologizing for long messages because we love we these love long their, messages. They're great. You can call and call and call. We are here for you. Yes. We're like, what is it that the lady does the psychic hotline? We are Miss Cleo. <laughs> We're Miss Cleo. And we don't charge anything. Yes. But we will listen. Take a page from KJ. <laughs> KJ, yeah. Keep calling. Oh, I want to say one more thing is that i um revamped our patreon yes it's cool yeah i revamped our patreon and i made different patreon support levels um you can either be there's the anna Delvey, there's the caroline calloway there's the elizabeth holmes there's the TanaCon, and there's the fire festival mm-hmm. so you can join whatever means the most to you whatever you identify with mm-hmm. and once we get 100 patrons we're gonna do 
an exclusive feed for our Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. It was just us like hanging out and being girls and chit chatting. Also, guys, we have merch on T Public, yes. and the, our favorite one is Daddy Fox. Daddy Fox. <laughs> what was the quote today that we got to make a t shirt? Shit. We'll have Guys, to listen to message this. us and tell us what we did. We have Not Crazy, Just Hungry, yeah. American Con Artist. Yeah. And you can get them on a hoodie, a mug, a pillow, a tablet. A onesie for your child. Oh, yeah. My baby's going to be wearing lots of these. And the Patreon is Scamwell Podcast, and the Tea Public is Scamwell Podcast as yeah. well. And we just think, we can't thank you guys enough. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Okay. okay bye. bye. I just waved in the air. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? Every night.